0: to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bacham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Let's be clear about one thing. No matter how thriving your life is, you're going to have tough times. You're going to have tough days. You're going to have challenges in life. And I've realized that there are a couple of ways that we can approach those tough times. Some of those tough times, some of the ways we approach those tough times keep us stuck. In fact, I believe that part of what leads us to being so stuck in life is the mindset we carry into those struggles, and I've come to believe that there are three very clear mindset shifts that you can make, ways that you can understand things differently, that change how you move through a difficult time. These mindset shifts are are true because they direct how we interpret the world. You know, it's that kind of thing about saying, "Is it half full or half empty?" When you're looking at a glass of water, you're an optimist or a pessimist, and and. Both are true, right? I mean, in one way, that that glass is half full. The other way, it's half empty. And so both are actually true. It's just how you choose to frame it. Now, let me be very clear here that as we're going through these mindset shifts, I'm not looking for seeing everything through rose-colored lenses and that everything is all hunky-dory no matter what. But how you move through in ways that help you to thrive, how you move through in understanding things in in a way that helps you take those difficult times and learn from them and grow through them and learn to thrive in better ways. One of the things that I've been very clear about in my life is that thriving in your life is not an absence of the difficult times. It's not an absence of challenges. It's not an absence of bad things happening. It's the reality that when those things happen, you can learn and grow, that you can thrive beyond them and find better ways of living Not in spite of those, but because you've learned from those, that you've been able to move forward. And so those mindsets direct how we interpret the world around us, whether they are positive mindsets or negative mindsets, whether they are thriving mindsets or stuck mindsets. And how we interpret the world directs our actions, it either entices us into taking further action, or it holds us back from taking action, all because of how we understand the world around us and how we move through the world. So here are some ways that uh, we we create a mindset that makes those tough times even more difficult. I want to name three. The first one is it's not fair. I hear this so many times from people that say, you know, it's, it's not fair that that happened. It's not fair that I have to deal with this. The other day I was talking with somebody who's needing some coaching on a life crisis. And the person said, you know what? It's not fair that I have to pay for this coaching. I said, what do you mean? I said, they, she said, well, it's not fair that this happened to me. And I said, well, what do you mean by fair? And she said, you know, this doesn't happen to everyone. I said, you're right. There are a lot of worse things that happen to a lot of people. But the question isn't really about fair." And, and one of the places that we often get caught in life is playing the fair game. The fair game is where we believe that there is a fairness to the world that should happen. You know, that there is some level that should be fair, the that, that things are fair. And that comes from our, our young mind wanting things to be like our young mind wants them to be. Things are just fair, things, things are fair and equitable. The problem is good people have tough things happen to them, and people who aren't so great have great things happen to them, and, and some of the same – the opposite way, right? Good things happen to good people. Bad things happen to bad people. Things just happen. Things just happen around us, and sometimes we create more of that. But when we ask the question of – or make the statement and have the mindset that it's just not fair, then we end up waiting for fair to appear, and fair rarely does that. The second mindset that gets us in trouble in tough times is this is not right. And somehow we're waiting for the right to happen, right? It's not right. It's, it's very similar to the fair thing, but it's not right even adds another layer to it that, you know, it's not right that, that I have to deal with this. It's not right. It's, just, it's This shouldn't happen. And and so a lot of times in the hospital, you know, somebody would lose somebody tragically and say, you know, it's not right that I would lose somebody at this point. That's a fair piece, but it's also a kind of a judgment on right in the world, right and wrong in the world. And I, I don't believe that that frame gets us much distance from things, gets us to help understand things. And then there is another one that we use. It's just not worth it. You know, bad things happen and some people just go, it's not worth it. I see this a lot in marital crises. One spouse will say, you know, it's not worth it to work through this. It's just not worth it. I'm going to just abandon the relationship. I'm going to get a divorce. It's just not worth the heartache. It's not worth the pain. And I think it misses the point that sometimes we get the most out of the difficult things in life, that when we conquer them, then we get the benefit on the backside. But when we just cop out and say, well, it's it's not worth it. You know, I've seen this so many times in so many different places where people rationalize it. You know, Maybe they uh, start out on a- an athletic team and they decide it's just not worth it to put in that practice and the effort. Or they start in a degree program, college or graduate school, and they're working and it's, it's challenging and things get tough and the tests get hard and the classes are difficult and the writing starts adding up and they go, it's just not worth it. And they miss the fact that sometimes that's just a cop out. They don't want to go through the struggle of dealing with that. And so sometimes, you know, you really do make an equation and say, yeah, I'm not willing to pay that, but that's different than it's not worth it. To, to be able to say, yeah, I'm just not willing to put in that. I'm, I'm going to go in a different direction. That's fine. I don't think that people should sign up for something for the rest of their lives that they're miserable in. But sometimes people use that mindset in order to avoid doing the hard stuff to get to a better place. And the result of those three mindsets... We end up stuck and upset. We find ourselves frozen in place and not able to move to a better place. So what are the shifts that I recommend? These are three shifts that I try to focus in life. And let me tell you that there are times when I think this isn't fair and I think that's not right and I think, well, that's not worth it. And so it's not that I'm immune to these as much as these are mindsets that I strive for, that I try to move more into on a daily basis. The first shift is to see it as an experiment. This is how I make changes in my own life. Uh, I I see things as experiments. And so if I decide to change, for instance, my eating pattern, I don't have to say, you know, I'm going to do this the rest of my life. I just say, well, this is an experiment to see how that works. Or maybe I'll try a different exercise routine. I'm not saying I'm committed to that for the rest of my life. It's an experiment, or maybe I decide, uh, for instance, when I've been writing books, there are different ways I could write a book, and so I just treat it as an experiment. It's not a life or death issue if I write the book in one way or another, and so why don't I just experiment with it? Sometimes we can do that in relationships. Maybe I'll experiment relating a different way, or, or I'll read a book and I'll experiment a little bit. And One of the things that often happens to us is that we feel like if we do anything in our life, we've got we've to be so committed to it that it's a forever process, and so we don't do anything. But what if life is just about experiments, a bunch of experiments along the way? What if life is just continuing to try things out? You don't have to be committed at first. You just want to see it as little experiments. I find myself doing that because on on a daily basis, uh, my dog and I walk in the morning. We walk a little under five miles every morning. And on those five miles, I have some opportunities of trying different things. So sometimes I'll walk in different ways, like I'm stretching my legs out, you know, so I'll do some striding on my walk to see how that's like, you know, is that something I want to keep up with, or, or maybe I'll start exercising my eyes a little bit to see if that makes a difference in, in my vision, and so that's a little experiment, or I've been doing exercises with my mouth to make sure that I talk more clearly and, and that I don't snore as much, and so um, as I'm doing those, it's, it's an experiment. Let's see how that goes also do that uh, in terms of uh, other things in life, how I write a book or uh, how I do my exercise plans and I, just little experiments. So I'm about to try another experiment and change my exercise. It's getting cold outside. I'm not as likely to go paddle boarding. So let's experiment with another way of exercising. There's another way I've I brought that into my life because I realized that I was a grump when it got cold. The reason I was a grump when it got cold is because... I like to be outside. And so I would say, yeah, I, I like it hotter. You know, people would say, hey, it's it's fall. Aren't you happy with that? I go, yeah, no, I, I miss the summer. I, I like the summer. I like the heat. I can be out all the time. And then winter was coming. And for years, I would see myself trying to figure out how to, you know, kind of get through winter and, and keep myself like really warm outside. And then one day it occurred to me that our ancient ancestors, they didn't have that luxury. That our body might just be designed to, adapt to the cold. In fact, as I began to read, I realized that there's a lot of research that shows that our body needs to adapt to cold and to heat in order for it to self-regulate. That one of the problems in our modern life is that we hold to a very thin temperate area. So I began to think about that and I realized that I was not going to allow myself to get stuck into that place where I had to be comfortable so last year, I think I walked every single day, sometime during the day, a couple of times I had to change it a little bit because it was you know, raining cats and dogs and my dog didn't want to be out there with the cats and dogs coming down. And so I would change it a little bit, but I pretty much tried to make it every single day, no matter what the temperature. I finally used gloves when the temperature fell below freezing, but for the most part, I went without gloves with a light top and uh, with light pants. And so my idea was that my body could adapt to that. And guess what? It did, and so I reoriented my mind. Instead of going, I hate this, it's cold, I'm miserable, I readjusted to, maybe I can use this to adapt, to change, to grow, to learn. I just treat it as a little experiment. This year, as it's gotten colder and in the mornings I've gotten out, there have been a couple of frosty mornings, I'm still walking in shorts and just a light fleece top to allow my body to get used to that, and guess what? It's getting used to it. I realized that I am much more able to tolerate a longer temperate zone because I tried this little experiment. I just saw it as a little experiment that reoriented my attitude instead of being upset about it, which I'm not going to change the weather, right? So there's no reason to complain about it. Instead of being upset about it or complaining about it or down about it, I decided I could have an experiment about it. Let's see how my body does with that. And Sometimes it's, it's kind of fun. I get up and I'm kind of excited to see it's gotten cold that night. So I'm kind of excited to see how my body deals with that because I see it as an experiment. The second way is to see it as a challenge that we can learn and grow and strengthen ourselves through the challenges. This is my analogy about exercising. If I want my muscles stronger in my body, I have to challenge my muscles, I have to go do something that's going to challenge them. So if I I want my muscles to be stronger, I'm going to lift heavy things to challenge them. And I've come to believe that the the difficult times in life, the things that we often label as difficult times, are our opportunities – to try out our res- resilience muscles, I talked about last week, to talk about our, uh, our grit, you know, to really work on our grit. And one of the things that the research has shown around that, that idea of grit that you may have heard about in culture where people are just willing to grit it out, right, just to move through, is that grit comes by doing it, that people learn to have a bigger degree of grit because they choose to keep pushing forward. Grit is not something that's inborn. It's learned along the way. You take on the difficult times and you get better in the difficult times. When you keep pushing, you get better at it. One of the things I've realized as I'm running through the woods uh, doing my trail running is that if I keep doing it, I get better at it. My lungs get better, my heart gets better, my legs get better at doing it. And so I go a little faster or I don't have to walk as much. And what's happening is that the challenge of being on the trail is bringing in a new level of strength. And the same thing happens when we take the difficult times and say, you know, this isn't a fair thing. Instead of that, we say, hey, this is a challenge. This is my opportunity to move through this challenge. It changes our frame because now we see those tough times as opportunities to strengthen ourselves. Now we see those tough times as opportunities to grow in new ways, to try out different aspects of our personality, to take it on as that challenge. The third way that I suggest you change a mindset is into opportunity. To look at the hidden potentials and the alternatives that come from those difficult times. In every challenge, there is an opportunity. In every difficult time, there's an opportunity to learn. Every time I'm taking on something, I realize there's an opportunity on the backside. And I've come to realize that those struggles, those things that look like roadblocks that I have to get beyond, they're preparing me for the next one because now I have some new capacities. The opportunity is behind that challenge. As soon as I get beyond that struggle, as soon as I get beyond the tough moments, then I've found a new opportunity. One of the greatest inventors of all time, Thomas Edison, had his laboratory in Menlo Park. And at some point in the middle of the night, something happened. The fire broke out, and it was so intense that everything was lost. The firefighters had no chance of working on it. And so the assistant went and got Thomas Edison out of bed, and he came down, and he was staring from the hill, watching as the laboratory burned to the ground, and the assistant didn't know what to do. And Thomas Edison is reported to have said that they needed to go get other people to look because nobody has ever seen a fire like this before. That wasn't exactly what they were expecting from, from the loss. But Thomas Edison had a different view the next day. When people ask, what are we going to do now? What, what are you going to do now? What, what do we do now that we've lost that? And his response was, well, we're, we've lost all our mistakes, All of the things that held us back are gone now. All of our problems are gone. We've got a clean slate to work from. Thomas Edison was seeing the opportunity from the loss, the opportunity that was a part of the fact that everything that had had happened was now fresh. Let me be very clear. I'm not saying that whenever difficult times come along, we don't have a grief response. Grief is part of being human, that we see grief come along every time there's a loss, and we deal with that, but then we move through it. And so sometimes when the grief is there, it's hard to see the opportunity. So you have to kind of trust that it's there behind it, that there's always an opportunity behind something. Whenever there's a tough time, there's an opportunity. So many times as as I've talked to people who told me that their life is over because they've lost their job or they've lost a marriage or they've lost something else, they find that there's something else on the other side. I remember years ago, I was working with somebody in a company. It was a closely held company that I was consulting with, and this person realized that he was about to be fired, and so he left the company, and he was absolutely devastated. He said, I can't believe that they would ruin my life like that. I talked to him a while, and I said, you know, is there any place where you see that maybe this wasn't where you need to be? And he said, yeah, I mean, many times I thought, I really have to get out of here, but The paycheck was so good and and everything was so good. And I said, well, now you have an opportunity. What do you really want to do? About three months later, he came back to tell me that he was living his dream job that he never would have looked for, never would have found had it not been for losing the job that he thought was the end of the road, he thought was the end of what he understood to be. I talked with another person who'd been trying very hard to save a marriage and it just didn't work. The marriage ended. The person was devastated. Several years later, I heard back and said, you know what? I realized that I was not in a good place and our marriage was not in a good place and we couldn't get it to a good place. And guess what? Now I found somebody else and we're working to build a relationship from the beginning. Now, let me tell you another story about a couple that thought that they were at the end of the line. They thought that there was no chance of moving forward. So both of them agreed that they could not stay in the marriage that they had. They decided that that marriage was gone and there was an opportunity of building something new when they could let go of what had been. So they stayed married, but they recreated their relationship out of the opportunity of saying, we're at the end of the road. Something has got to change. And they found a way of changing it from within. They began to experiment to see what it would be like to relate differently to each other maybe to try things a little bit differently. So they tried little experiments along the way, not committing to doing that week after week after week after week, year after year after year after year, but trying little experiments on how they would relate to each other, how they would act, how they would move through the the opportunities that came before them. They decided to see that working through the difficult times was a challenge that left them stronger in the relationship. When something difficult happened in life, to face it together— was a challenge to their relationship that they could learn from. They look for the opportunities that came when they got to the end of the road. My suggestion is not that you are always looking for uh, the best out of anything, but that you shift your mindset. If your mindset often goes to the not fair, the not right, the not worth it, to recognize that you can change the way you look at it. You can change your mindset whenever you choose to. And three of those shifts could be to seeing things as an experiment, things to try out, to see it as a challenge, something that can strengthen you and lead you to a better place, and opportunities, things that come out of the blue because there's a clear path now. You've gotten to the end of what was and you have to let that go and move forward. It's the same circumstances. Same things happening in life. The difference is in the approach. It's the difference between being stuck and through seeing the possibility and growth that's possible. If this has been helpful for you, I would love it if you would share with us other people. If you're on my webpage, you can share it by Facebook or by Twitter or LinkedIn or any number just underneath the article. If you're listening maybe by download on a podcast app, you can leave a review on that podcast app or you can... Just send us a little love with Twitter. Easiest thing to do is to go to your browser and just type in Thrivology.com slash love. That's Thrivology.com slash love. That creates a tweet that lets people know that you found something that was helpful and it directs them right to us so that they can find ways of thriving. And if you want more help in how to thrive, I'd invite you to check out my book, Thrive Principles. Thrive Principles are 15 strategies you can plug in and build your thriving life no matter what life throws your way. You can learn more about that at thethriveprinciples.com, thethriveprinciples.com, or just search, do a search for Thrive Principles wherever you like to buy your books. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you build your thriving life.